You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. My work helps diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to reconnect with themselves and the world around them. I do this through my website at thelonelydiplomat.com. So that's not an email address, www.thelonelydiplomat.com. Um, and through this podcast, blog posts, The Lounge, a site for diplomats and those living the diplomatic life on my website to come and get support and give support to other diplomats and those living the diplomatic life in a way that is anonymous and focusing on the issues and the person, not what you do, who you do it for and where you do it. And I've got an extensive social media presence on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If you're a diplomat or someone living the diplomatic life, you know that there are highs and lows. The highs are amazing and keep us wanting to live this diplomatic life. But we know that this diplomatic life can come with lows, but we don't tend to talk about them. This can make us feel guilty or alone or guilty and alone when inevitably we experience some of the lows. That's why I'm here. I'm creating the safe space for diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to talk about all aspects of this diplomatic life. But I need your financial support to continue and to grow my work. We can do great things together. I'm sure of that please go to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support to learn more about how you can support me financially, either through one-off contribution or a monthly contribution. Again, together I know that we can do great things. On this episode, I'll be talking with Jacqueline Bendorf, the author of the fantastic blog post, Finally, I Can Eat Garlic, Life as a Diplomat's Daughter. This post that Jacqueline wrote has really resonated with so many readers because it talks about the impact on her in a very deeply personal way of growing up in a diplomatic house. Her father was an Icelandic diplomat in Uruguay and her post talks about how that affected her, both positive and not so positive. We're going to hear some her Jacqueline in her words in just a few moments. But if you haven't read that blog post, I strongly recommend it, particularly if you are a parent and a diplomat, and if you're the child of diplomats. Jacqueline's post just is full of warmth and is written with grace and a good bit of humour, particularly around Sandra the Sheep. We're going to find out more about Sandra and more about everything that Jacqueline wrote about right now. So listeners, here I've got with me the amazing Jacqueline Bendorf, who has written a who, who's written the blog post Finally I Can Eat Garlic. Life as a Diplomat's Daughter that uh, appeared on my website at the end of April uh, this year. Jacqueline is all the way in Switzerland at the moment and I've got her on video right in front of me where it's a beautiful morning there. So I'm hoping that the energy that uh, that beautiful morning brings will stream through the speakers very shortly. But Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Good morning, Phil. We finally made it. I know. This is like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. I think, I think, you know, this is the very definition of my people talking to your people, trying to, you know, work internationally with different time zones and stuff. But finally, we made it. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. So, Jacqueline, your blog post, Finally, I Can Eat Garlic, and being there for the for the genesis uh, of that uh, 
of, of that title was just so much fun. Finally, I Can Eat Garlic, Life as a Diplomat's Daughter, has really, really connected with so many readers. And I've been getting some wonderful feedback of people who have wondered what it's been like or what it is, what living this diplomatic life is doing to their children. Now, we'll get onto that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. going all the way back, uh, you know, a few months as we were working together, as you were writing this blog post, how was the process of writing it for you? It, it was an amazing process, actually, yeah. because until we had dinner and, um, you know, I said to you, you know, the great thing about this is I finally can eat garlic because I'm a grown up and I can do what I want. <laughs> and you said, wouldn't that be a really great story, you know, storyline for, for the title for, for your story? And I've done, you know, well, I'm a psychotherapist and I've done therapy to come out of my ears over yep. the years. <laughs> I've never actually really thought about the implications of being the daughter of a diplomat in that context. So I thought about this and I thought about that. But all of a sudden, it completely reframed my experience. And it was the missing piece in the puzzle of my life. Yeah. It was it was like going, wow, this is really what happened. And this is why it happened. So it's been living in me for a little while, a few years and more. <laughs> and put it all into context. So I reflected the same story that I kind of knew about me, but with the implications of actually being the daughter of this diplomatic man and you know, my mother, and thinking, this is what was missing. So I have to thank you, really, (laughs) because it added an incredibly interesting piece, and it just fitted together. Yeah. I'm I'm really... um I'm really glad to hear that because it can be quite an ordeal writing something out where, you know, trying to verbalize or otherwise communicate things like the feelings or the thoughts that have, you know, may or may, or may not have just been fleeting in your mind for a, for a while, you know, that's actually really quite hard is to, to, to get it down on paper and you did it brilliantly. I have to say. I tell you why it worked. Because I thought about it, For as you know, I struggled with thinking. And I found my own storytelling to myself so boring. I was going, (laughs) if I write this, this is really boring. If I write that, it's really boring. And then the title gave me the somehow the quirkiness of the upbringing. You know, like, seriously? Mm, Yep. Yeah. It marked my life, the fact that I couldn't eat garlic. And then I went down, you know, like deeper, 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 and thinking right. all the things. But it allowed my humor to come in, which I have a lot of. <laughs> and this is extraordinary. And thank you for that. So it was a really, really fascinating ride for me. And it just flowed. I sat down and wrote that probably in an hour, whereas I was thinking and overthinking it and overthinking it for days before that. Yep. Genius takes but a moment. <laughs> it's, it's I love the, that. It's Great. The, I, just, yeah. I, I think I read that somewhere, but let's just say I made that up right now. But, okay. it, but the, 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 you know, it takes a moment, but an awful lot of effort leading up to that little moment. Yeah. 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 I guess leaving... Um, Leaving the sort of the, the, the process of, of writing the, the, the blog post uh, aside for a moment, and I'm really just so happy to hear that it was, was cathartic in a way because that, that did come out. One of the things, and I, and I struggle to ask this in, in a way that's coherent or, or wants to convey the, the, the solemnity or the depths of uh, the question um, because... And, and being ever respectful of your story. But what has been the legacy of your childhood? I feel that there have been good legacies, medium legacies, less good legacies. The good legacies have been an opening to the world in general, like mm. a real 
open mind about cultures, about different ways of being, about an acceptance of such different, you know, ways of living. Mm. Um, about a way of being with people, as I wrote in, in the story, about listening to people, mm. about observing people, that was profoundly rich and um, it affected my life in a way that um, my universe was open, has mm. been open since very early childhood. I think that's the biggest, biggest legacy that um, there's the whole world that I'm kind of familiar in an unfamiliar way. Wherever I go, I kind of know about it or I speak the language or I hope I could understand it or maybe I don't at all, but it's okay to be different in just it's a very open way of leading my life, of experience of it. Mm. Yeah, so that uh, you just dropped out there a little bit, but that was, you know, leading your life, you know, openly and being accepting of other cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think on that, um, just on that point, that that kind of is has has direct correlation with a topic that I explored. Um, uh, I think a few weeks before your blog post on home for diplomats, and that's uh, been a podcast episode that I did with uh, with Katya Vlahos a few uh, a few episodes ago. I think episode three. And you're right, growing up and and growing up a diplomat uh, within a diplomat household, being a diplomat, one of the 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 absolute joys has been or is the exposure to how other people live and it's not just living but it's thinking and you know how you know languages work and and knowing that you know the key to uh, you know language holds the key to how people think about things um and you know that that's quite enriching absolutely absolutely i think you know, as I've been traveling for, for, as you know, for several weeks across many languages, part of my brain has gone into meltdown because <laughs> I don't speak Swedish and I don't speak Dutch, but I'm trying to all the time adjust and there's a familiarity in, in my travels that I, you know, I've been reflecting a lot about our conversation and the story and going, that's something I'm grateful for. Yeah. This is something I'm grateful for. This is something I'm grateful for. And there's also legacies of a weight. So that's the flip side to it. Yeah. The weight of responsibility that was put, I'm talking about myself, not my siblings, on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's felt like we were the many diplomats, and I don't believe that that's our job. Right. I absolutely do not feel that that's what we're supposed to be doing. So um, one thing is the parents' lifestyle, my parents' lifestyle. The other thing is what's in, what was... I feel inflicted on that. Yeah. Mm. I think it's it's that point which is uh, sure to resonate with with parents because, as a parent myself, that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've said a couple of times, and and including to you when you've been um, back home here in in New Zealand, is that you know. For, for our kids as well, you know, good Australian children playing cricket in in the uh, in the front yard and um, you know with with some neighbors' kids, if they hit a ball and it hits the car or it hits a car of one of our neighbors, I know that our children, like the the neighbors aren't shaking their fists while they're sitting watching TV and going, curse those children. They're saying, curse those Australian diplomatic children. Um, They're just children. They're not diplomats. Right. I'm I'm very, very conscious of that. You you know, I would love to ask you a question about this because uh, it's like you are the father of these two gorgeous boys and this is the kind of thing what are the things that you find tricky about having, you know, being a parent and having kids, you know, who are, you know, both of your children and what weighs on you yeah. around that? Yeah, absolutely. Knowing that they're allowed to be children. Right. So while I might be suited up 
you know, and and in the uh, uh, in the suit of armor and and representing Australia with um, absolutely, you know, dialed in. If my kids are around, I, I kind of feel, you know, quite split in, you know, having to perform my role, but also, you know, letting being dad and being part of the the family unit and letting them be their age. Right. Um, Yeah. And I I have to say, ever since, you know, reading your words and and working with you um, in in, um, sort of the formation of that blog post, I've been really aware of that. And and some of the, the readers have actually reached out to me and said that they're incredibly aware of that as well, of, you know, creating an environment for the kids to be kids. That's right. So, so the question that I want to ask you, because that's the kind of way I think about things, is yeah. what will allow you or has allowed you or is allowing you to actually let your boys grow up as kids? Like, what are you doing that actually facilitates that? Because, you know, like, I think that's the question, like, I come from an extreme where I was told the whole time how to behave to the point of not eating garlic and to the point of not, you know, all of those things. And if I had a parent like you, you know, growing up, I would say, wow, that sounds amazing, but what are you doing differently? You know? Mm. like. Well, thank you for the vote of confidence. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I might. I might call my kids down to uh, to 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 get some yeah. some some very direct feedback uh, for you and the listeners about my parenting. But um, it is, you know, I haven't really thought of it so much. Um, but I think it is knowing that this life that I find so magical and wondrous and so completely removed from how I grew up and where I grew up in a tiny country town in regional Australia where the nearest major supermarket was an hour's drive away. If we wanted to go to the movies, it was an hour's drive away. It was... It is not... Ho Chi Minh City, it is not Seoul, it is not Wellington. Um, And that is something that I need to keep in mind all the time for the kids. That Mm -hmm. what I find magical and wondrous is their normal. I completely understand. And I also sort of really picked up on, on this point about, you know, you should kind of invite your kids down and ask them the question. Because I think that's one of the big points for me. It's like, ask your kids. You know, I wish someone would have asked me and said, hey, how are you finding that? And I would, you know, I think I wrote it in my story. When I was told the whole time to do this right thing, yeah. and the song has not left my brain since, <laughs> it absolutely crazy. It's a terrible e-word. It's like, I, you know, and I'm not going to sing it and keep to sing it out of tune. But I could do it. I could do it. I sing it loud and it. proud. Go crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was like being constantly bewildered about what was exactly expected. So like a mini adult, a mini what? Like a little adult, a little, you know, a whole bunch of rules that escaped my very young brain and then later my adolescent rebellious brain. And knowing that there was a, com- a sense of confusion all along about what what am I supposed to do? What am I not? Why am I su- so? There was no coherence in the way that I was kind of told all these rules. It's not about having good table manners because, of course, I had to have that. Mm. You know, it's not about not eating garlic because I couldn't. But it was this whole thing about looking at people and waiting to see what they wanted to hear or like right. not, yeah? like this is a little kid or as a young kid or an adolescent kid that's not my job I really I didn't write this but there's the true story about I always heard tell the truth always tell the truth not actually yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing I learned a really hard lesson about that because I was told 
you know, if someone asks you, be really polite and always tell the truth. And one in one of these parties, I had been invited by this particular, you know, family to their children's party a few days earlier. Mm-hmm. And at the time when I was growing up, at the children's party, you showed movies, you know, so you watched movies like these old-fashioned movies. And I was really bored because I had seen the movie. So when this parent asks me, you know, a week later, mm-hmm. oh, how was party for you Jacqueline I said it was really boring (laughs) and I was grabbed by my mother and shaken (gasps) like you know like this is not a good thing to say and I just looked at her and the consequences of me telling the truth and being punished for that because it was the right thing had implications for years to come I mean for me yeah it's a bit but it's actually the truth. No, it illustrates the point perfectly. Yeah, I reckon it does. Yeah. I reckon it does. Yeah. So I'll tell you what the consequences were in a really candid way. I developed a really good way of lying. And it took me years to unlearn it. Uh. Because I was always tracking to say the things that people were expected to hear, which was not the truth for me. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so just saying, I'm not saying that the children will do that, that all the people listening to this are going to say, oh, my God, what do I... I'm saying that was my experience. Right. And I would love to actually, you know, I would love to ask those children, whatever age they are, how is it for them? What do they feel works for them? What is strange for them? You know, words that they can relate to. What's special about it? You know, like, I so would love to hear that side of the story. So maybe that's something you can do sometime. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. I think one of the, you know, as we were talking about um, uh, before I hit record uh, was, you know, what's your advice for, mm-hmm. um, for, for, for the listeners who are themselves the children of diplomats? And... We talked about, you know, um, having, you know, a, a message, I guess, for those mid-teenagers and, and above. So, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old um, who may have spent their entire life going from place yeah. to place to place to place to place, you know, saying and doing the right things as was expected uh, and, you know, realising, sort of coming to that 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 time when they realize that you know hang on that's actually quite a a strange way to grow up mm-hmm. or you know are surrounded by friends who are living the same diplomatic life going to mm-hmm. school together and may not be going to to school with the same children um uh for you know the the duration of their school life but you know might be going off to college university and realize that how they have grown up has, you know, is, is quite different to, you know, how other kids who have stayed, you know, in, in one place, in one country, um, have experienced their childhood. I think you've hit the nail right on the head and speaks to a theme that I have, uh, that, that I'm weaving in to an awful lot of my challenges and recommendations in the work and is having kind and honest conversations. And this definitely goes to kindness and honesty. Um, yes. and, and with that, not necessarily in brackets, um, but, you know, is, is with an abundance of empathy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that the piece here is a lot around asking questions to those affected directly by it, not only the parents, but the young people, you know, adolescents. I think that my expression, when you asked me the question before we started to record was, you know, what would you say to a teenager? I, I, I sort of said, run. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It was so full of challenges. And then the second thing was about asking, asking them the question. You right. know, like, how is in all these transitions? There's a lot about, I think, to be a great parent, no matter if you're a diplomat or not, is to engage in conversations with your kids and check the things that concern you 
in this case, you know, the question you're raising is about <clears throat> how to be a great parent with all your flaws and putting your foot in many, many, many times over a lifetime. It's just to be a parent, you know, and the parent for me, the way I parent and have parented, to actually have meaningful conversations with your children at different times and to have your values that you want your children to grow up with, to being or not being a diplomat, with some awareness about, you know, the boundaries around, you know, as you said, if your children broke the window of the car of a neighbor, it wouldn't just be kids doing that, it would be the kids of Australian diplomats. Yeah. So there's a reality about that, but the conversation with them and to knowing that you can never do a perfect job, thank God, you can actually always put your foot in and keep growing and learning. Just love them. Just love them. You know, just love them and don't worry so much. I mean, seriously, that would be my advice. You're doing a great job and uh, you're doing a job sometimes not so great and what, you know, you're a human, but just be you. Just be you. Don't be the diplomat and your concerns. That's, you know, if I can give you my gift or my little piece of advice, just that. And that's good enough. You know, that's absolutely good enough. I, I love that because it is so simple yet so profound and applies to each of the listeners in their own way. Be you and know that we're going to make mistakes. And for me, in my professional work, you don't want to make mistakes because mistakes can put you at a disadvantage. Mistakes can cost you the promotion. Mistakes can cost you the posting. Mistakes can cost you the um, the opportunity to showcase your skills to different people um, to then get the promotion or the posting. Mistakes are to be feared, um, which is completely, completely unhealthy and is something that I've, I've written in a subsequent blog post to, to your excellent one, um, which was an invitation to our bosses, uh, which was inviting them to join in a conversation with me about having a, an organizational culture that values vulnerability, values people trying something and and making mistakes and the mistakes are okay and the mistake is not what is judged but the attempt at the 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 effort is what is judged not the outcome not only the outcome and that will create a an organizational culture that values creativity, that encourages innovation, which is what is needed to meet the demands of the modern world. That message can be easily extrapolated into all facets of life, especially parenting. You know, as I was listening to you, the truth is, uh, and you can probably see that I actually feel deeply moved. I read your blog post. I just have to do a pitch, like, I don't know how you say it in any language right now. <laughs> but I absolutely love what you're doing. I love, I love that post. I read it. I love the fact that you're using that languaging. I love the fact that you're influencing people's minds and hearts in a completely different direction. And I think that can only be, a, it's only a treasure. You know, it's like... My heart feels so warm and I'm going, this is it. This is actually it. This is it. There's nothing else, you know. Honesty, vulnerability, care, empathy, you know. I know it sounds a bit new agey for some, but mm. this is, these are the values. And, you know, I'm old enough and wise enough to know that to be all of that as adults takes a lot more courage 
that actually the caffeine strong or what we think is strength. And if we model this to our children, that's the greatest gift that we can give to them, diplomats or not. Exactly. Exactly. This is... I'm kind of, I'm feeling very chuffed, I have to say, <laughs> for this validation. Um, and it is... Yeah, I, I, we, we tend to... And, and I'm kind of going a little off topic uh, here, but we tend to want to compartmentalize our lives. Mm-hmm. And when I caught myself literally, literally wearing a mask mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't, you know, some demonic um, from our first posting in Venezuela, there were the um, dancing diablos um, and, um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, these, these hideous masks that were worn uh, around um, carnival time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, and, and it wasn't that it was literally different glasses. I would wear my work glasses and the mm-hmm. act of putting them on as well as putting a tie on and the suit jacket and the, 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 the black leather shoes, that was me transitioning from home mm-hmm. fill to work fill. Mm-hmm. And then, uh-huh. you know, I would walk with my black leather mm-hmm. shoes on the cement with footsteps of purpose and <laughs> footsteps of authority and I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding, would then, yeah. you know, take on this air of this important diplomat with a deep voice <laughs> and, you know, doing important things. Um, and then at the, you know, at the end of the day, would transition home, take off my work glasses, put on my home fun, comfortable glasses, mm-hmm. put on a T-shirt, put on a pair of shorts, hang around, you know, have dinner, watch TV, go to bed. That, when I caught myself with awareness, literally putting a mask on of like the serious glasses and then the fun glasses at the end of the day, I thought, nah, bugger that. What am I doing? Why am I being so compartmentalized? That Mm -hmm. dad Phil will be like this. Phil Phil will be like this. Husband Phil will be like this. Work Phil will be like this. Why can't Phil be Phil? Great. And why can't? Why can't our organizations, why can't our communities, why can't our households, our families be filled with people being themselves, being Phil, being Jacqueline, being the listener? Why, why do we have to put on the mask to be something else? I'm so excited as I'm listening to you. <laughs> you are just like, a blur oh. on my screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly the whole point. And I think like I've we, just broken the internet because it says your connection is unstable. <laughs> I know. Same thing here. It just went like, bang, you know? Well, like, it's been a great chat, so but we can't talk anymore. The internet's broken, everyone. Sorry. Okay, well, I can hear you. I can totally hear you. And I go, this is absolutely everything in an essence. To be the parent, to be the, you know, like this is it. Be you and model that to your children. Take those masks off. Stop putting compartments. You know, what if you become this whole person as you've done your road? Imagine what you were modeling to your kids. Yep. You know, put the mask on, put the, take the mask off. What were they learning? What are they learning now? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. It's wonderful. I'm just so excited. I'm just so, I just totally love talking to you. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I'm now walking on, you know, clouds because I could talk about this for ages because it is (laughs) something that I know that you're passionate about in in your work and helping people. Uh, and it's something that I'm passionate about as well. There is the, I, 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 I hesitate to say the reality, but for many listeners, the thought of having one pair of glasses, if I can, if I can use myself as, as the metaphor, the analogy, um, the simile, I don't know, but uh, use myself as the example there. Someone just committing to the one pair of glasses and being themselves 
all the time in every situation is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely terrifying mm -hmm. because we can spend years putting different glasses on and assuming like an actor the role that those glasses require that we, you know the, the 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 values and the thoughts and the the vocabulary that the that we feel that that those pair of glasses necessitate mm -hmm. so when it comes to you know diplomats and those living the diplomatic life including our children mm -hmm. engaging in a way that is positive helpful um, encouraging and supportive can actually be really terrifying and impossible impossible for a variety of very good reasons beyond the mental and emotional mm -hmm. for very good reasons it can be very difficult to engage honestly and openly on social media so mm -hmm. you're active in the lounge jacqueline in in um and I want to say to the listeners that there is a place online in the lounge on my website. Um, so yes. at, at uh, thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash the lounge, which is for these kind of discussions. Great. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. And I just, I just wonder, well, I don't wonder because I know. I'm feeling these kind of, you know, oh God, I'm, I'm royally stuffing up my children, you know, for life. And yep, boys, I am. I'm stuffing you up and that's my job. Um, and <laughs> every parent yeah. stuffs their job, you know, and I'm, I'm because mum listens to this, I'm, I'm, I'm toning down the, <laughs> the words <laughs> that I'm using. But we all know what I'm saying, stuff you up. Uh, um, and uh, it is knowing that there are other people who are going through a similar thing um, mm -hmm. and knowing that you, Jacqueline, are in the lounge and with your just, just the way that you care, just the way mm -hmm. that you care and how you convey that mm -hmm. with your both professional skills as a therapist and mm -hmm. your lived experience, which is as valuable if not more valuable than your professional experience in in this circumstance i just want people to know that they're not alone whatever their circumstances are that they're they're not alone but we can feel that when we've made a mistake in parenting you know that 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 you know we've royally stuffed our children up but we haven't you know, well we have but we're not alone in doing it I just need to say this because my mind has been kind of working over time on my heart to it at the time when I've been listening to you. And isn't the question really not how do we bring our kids up as diplomats, but I think, you know, or, or how is it for me as a child, but isn't the only question really how to be true to who you are in essence, you know? And, it, I know it's difficult and I know it takes courage and I know it is, you know, you, you, oh, I certainly had to break all those molds, you know, I had to work with that. So, but isn't, you know, when a moment ago I said, who you are is enough. Yeah. You know, loving your children is enough. You know, I mean, I'm simplifying it. But if I bring that back to all the bits that you and I have been talking about, isn't that the key to everything that as parents we feel comfortable with our children to be who we are and model that yeah and it's our gift to them with all our flaws isn't yeah that the key it is it is and and you said just a moment ago that you know you know it might be words to the effect and you know I'm, oh, i can i can hear it back but you know, it might be too simple or, or, you know, it's, 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 it's a very simple message. There is elegance in the simplicity. There is abs yes. and, and because the, the, the simple is honest and we diplomats are the absolute best mm -hmm. at saying lots of words without saying anything at all. So this might actually seem like a radical message. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 
it's it's really profound. It's so profound. It's taken me like three thousand years to get to it. So yeah. Okay. All right. So I I, we, I love that. Didn't we didn't we say at the beginning that you know genius you know genius strikes and you know it takes a yeah. moment, but you know there's a lot of process to get to that genius. Yeah. 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 And I'm 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 really. Like, I'm really glad or happy to, if anyone wants to, you know, ask a question, I know you're fabulous at answering it, I will certainly be really delighted to mm. offer my support or my insight or my wisdom or my lack of wisdom. I'm always really honest when I don't know something yep. and go, yeah, absolutely love to, love uh, to, yeah. So, listener, if you didn't hear that, let me just repeat it. Jacqueline has just said that ha- how willing she is to help you help your family um, with her wisdom her insight her experience or not (laughs) not any of those um, in uh, uh, sort of living the 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 issues that that arise from from living this diplomatic life Mm -hmm. i think yeah i'm not quite sure if we can finish it on a better tone on a better note so you wanted to know about Sandra. I have to tell That's you about right. Sandra. My mum would kill me if I didn't ask. No, this is for your mum. So the, the story about Sandra, and this is like the quirky thing, is we had this huge garden and this ferocious German shepherd yeah. who was useless. So Sandra thought that she was the German shepherd and she became, she was the best guardian for anybody intruding in our house or anywhere around it. And she was one of the loves of my life. And the favorite pastime, because it was really funny, at the time we had this really beautiful swimming pool, and not only the German Shepherd, but this really silly poodle called Alfonso. And Sandra and Alfonso decided that they wanted to play games. They worked out that if Alfonso clung to Sandra's tail, and she jumped on all fours, like she jumped in that living room on this party, She could flick him into the swimming pool. So Sandra was this particularly amazing, amazing sheep. And unfortunately, on a Christmas day, she died because we had shorn her. It was summer and Uruguay very hot. Somehow too early, we got a cold spell. She really, she really got a pneumonia. And I spent all of the Christmas day hugging her, holding her. She yeah. was the brightest sheep ever. And she was always in the house and coming in the house when there were no guests. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, she was irreplaceable. She was really, really irreplaceable. So that's how the story goes. She was my best friend for a long time as a kid. Um, so Yeah, so that's Sandra. I, I, yeah? I, I think we can all be like Sandra uh, and, you know, uh, have fun. Like, yeah, like, I kind Absolutely. of have these, these these awesome mental images uh, of you know Sandra and Alfonso the poodle, you know, um, yeah. jumping into the pool or, or you know yeah. helping helping yeah. our friends have fun as well. I think what a what a way Absolutely. what a way to live. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think you know for for many readers, uh, you know, one of the the key um, things that they they picked up was uh from your blog post was the um poetic almost poetic um way uh, that your father wrote to you and and your siblings um and that was incredibly incredibly powerful and i thank you for sharing that so much mm-hmm. also um the image of a diplomatic function being held in your house with an extremely happy sheep (laughs) being (laughs) being a happy sheep uh i think is i think there's there's just such beautiful symmetry (laughs) to 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 both of those um that uh it really is just quite it's 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 beautifully moving and incredibly powerful. I want to say just one more thing yeah. about that thing about my father. Yeah. What makes it so special is that this man at the age of eighty 
mm. had the courage to be vulnerable and say, I've made mistakes. Yeah. I take my mask off. I did, you know, not the right thing by you. Yeah. So it's great if you can actually, you know, not waste all of those years having to work so hard at being something you kind of not and have that level of insight, humility, vulnerability, say, sorry, you know, I, mm. I stuck with that. Mm. And I think it kind of ties together with the thread of our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think getting there, I, I kind of am, am, am struggling to, to, to say what I'm feeling right now. But arriving at that point takes an enormous amount of courage. However you arrive at that point, whenever you arrive at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the gift. That was his greatest gift to us, you know, and um, yeah, that's all I have to say, yeah. really. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if there is anything more to say except Jacqueline it's as always just a pleasure to chat with you an absolute pleasure thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself with me and my listeners and me and my readers um, and I know that your words have echoed all over the world um, and people in far, far, far flung paces. You're doing a happy dance. You can't see it, listener, but he's doing a happy <laughs> dance. But, you know, yeah. from, from Canada, all like to New Zealand, places, you know, in, in Nigeria and Brazil and Indonesia and Japan and Georgia, you know, and, and all places in between, your words have touched people and i know that you have made a difference thank you for all those words phil and you know i love i love connecting with you and i love this and i love the opportunity and the only words that i want to leave you with now it's all about love it's all about love oh. and it's not as simple as that it's really so have a great evening and i'm gonna go into the world now with my 30 degrees heat wherever i am yeah <laughs> do you want to swap do you want to swap that sounds way too good <laughs> i would <laughs> yeah, jacqueline well, thank you so much gran 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 abrazo si, yeah, a ti también. for the opportunity opportunity not yeah? at all we'll see you when you get back wasn't that something wasn't that chat just profound and calming i i i came away from that interview or that chat with Jacqueline just feeling so calm and confident and competent uh, in my parenting and that advice of just be you is elegant and simple. It is elegant simplicity personified. So easy to remember, but really hard to do, isn't it? Look, parenting, as we all know, if you're a parent, we just can feel that we do it wrong and we don't want to do it wrong at all because, you know, the stakes are really high. There's no shortage of advice for parents about how to raise children. The internet is full of it. If you get 10 people in a room, you get 15 different opinions about what to do on something with our children. We can suffer bouts of, of crippling worry and indeed anxiety trying to do the right thing for our children all the time. I don't want to shame you. I don't want to send you on a guilt trip, but we need, well, there's no but there, but we need to be kind to ourselves. We need to appreciate that we will make mistakes. We simply learn from them, be ourselves and move on critically those kind and honest conversations with our children in an appropriate way i think are key those conversations are key so as we wind up this episode i think that's the really big thing to take away from this is the the 
constant communication or the, the not constant communication, but the frequent checking in from time to time about how everybody in the family unit is going with this diplomatic life. Sometimes you just need help from and, and support from other people who, who get it. So there's an ongoing discussion happening in the lounge for diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to seek support from other diplomats and to give support as we navigate our way through this thing called life. Come and join the lounge. Come and ask Jacqueline a question. If you've got a question or feedback for me on this episode or any other episodes uh, of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, please feel free to send me an email to admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. If you do like my work, please give it a rating now on the service through which you're listening. That helps spread the word of the Lonely Diplomat podcast. But there, are, there is no greater advertising than word of mouth. So if you like this episode, if you've liked previous episodes, and you've gone on some kind of Lonely Diplomat podcast binge, tell your friends about it. If you can think that I can improve the, the content, please tell me. Also, if you've gotten value out of this episode, show me some love. Please consider becoming a financial, giving me some financial support at thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support. That does sound like you're getting ready to go. So until next time, be awesomely and humanly you because the world needs more you. All views expressed in this po episode are my own, and all sounds are freeware in the public domain. Thanks for listening.